Hey, you guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is Kat, and I'm a PA and content creator obsessed with connecting with like minded people about all things PA, adulting, and everything in between. On this podcast, we'll talk about tools to find success in your career and how to cultivate joy in your everyday. I'm so excited to have you here along for the ride. So let's freaking do this. Happy Monday, y'all. I am here with an episode that's speaking directly to my people pleasers out there today. If this is you, this episode is for you, so hang tight. I used to be the worst people pleaser. Like, I truly mean the worst. And while I have come a long way, there is still so long to go. Like, I still catch myself forcing myself to go against my natural tendencies to say yes, yes, yes to everyone. And maybe you'll relate to this, but I think I'm this way because I'm I'm a huge empath and my love language is words of affirmation and acts of service. So I gravitate towards doing things for others and being told thank you. It goes so much deeper than that too. And I I truly believe that people pleasing tendencies definitely sprout from like our upbringing as children, but that's like deeper than this episode goes. But honestly, nothing fills my plate more than knowing that I've done something to make someone else's day better, easier, whatever it may be. And maybe that's how you feel too. And I think it's a really important time to kind of bring this up because we've got the holidays coming up. So maybe, you know, you're feeling some people pleasing tendencies when it comes to your family or to work or whatever it may be. So I hope that in some respect, you may relate to this episode. And if you're with me on this, I want to share why saying no has changed so much for me and helped combat this like really negative habit I had to constantly put others before myself. And before we go too far into this, I also want to mention that my goal is to not like never do anything for anyone else. And I'd like to think of myself as not a selfish person, but what I was doing is, and and still sometimes do, was I would so fully consume my attention and changing everything about my life in that moment, in that day to fit someone else's needs and desires and like whatever they needed or their expectation of me. And it can't always be like that. So Let's go ahead and dive in. And before we dive in, I just want to give a shout out to Jimmy G. He is a new PA that you can find um, at PA Collective on Instagram and TikTok. And I just want to thank him because he hadn't inspired me to talk further about this with one of his quotes that he used in our episode a few weeks ago. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you can definitely find it. It's titled um, something about TikTok with Jimmy G on there. You'll you'll see it. It's only a few episodes behind this one. Um, So definitely go check it out. But he mentions that the best advice he ever heard was say no once a day. So with that being said, let's talk about saying no and how that sometimes means you're saying yes to you. So I had a conversation with someone close about picking up extra shifts at work this coming month first like saying no and doing things for myself instead. And at first I wanted to, yes, like for the money because you guys know I'm on this like huge debt-free journey thing, but also because there's a need and I like to help, right? Like that's my profession. I felt guilty in a sense if I didn't pick it up on a shift or like I didn't pick up a shift on a day I had off. But my friend reminded me that I have a blog, I have a podcast, an Instagram, a dog to spend time with, even if my husband isn't around, a house that I love doing home projects with, like, etc. right? The list goes on. I have all these passions that go on on the back burner when I continually choose to prioritize a need, someone else's need over my own. 
And I was reminded that my blog doesn't get to flourish if I don't dedicate the time into it that it needs, or my podcast doesn't grow if I don't spend the time prepping for it like I need to. I miss my dog when I'm at work, or my house doesn't get clean, or I never finish the artwork I started for our house, or doing whatever silly little chore that actually brings me joy. It just keeps getting put further down the list and on the next list and so on. And you know what I'm talking about if you make lists. It took me a long time to acknowledge that if I wanted to see success in all these other passions I have in my life, I can't continue to put them on the back burner. For a long time, I was kind of, in a sense, like embarrassed to talk about my blog or Instagram or whatever. So that's why it made me so happy when she was like, no girl, go work, go work on your blog, go work on your Instagram, whatever, right? And maybe because we've been told all our lives that you go to school, you get the job, you retire, la-di-da, right? But my friend, actually coworker, was like, girl, you got to work on that. And that just like made my whole day. And she was like, you got to try to monetize that. Go work on pouring into that. Go exercise. Otherwise, you'll be too exhausted if you work that many days in a row or whatever, right? Go read the rest of your book that you've been nursing for the past month. Go on a date with your husband. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, go take care of you. And I think that's so important. I also think, also just a little side note here, I I think it's so important to have friends that advocate for you in that sense, right? But I'm at this place in my life where I'm like, I have so much debt, like I know I need to work, work, work. But her comments made me realize how can I expect, like I said, all of these other components of my life to see success if I don't dedicate the time to them like they need, right? Especially when it comes to exploring other avenues where I can make money, like my podcast or my blog. Do I really expect my Instagram to or podcast to grow, right? If I only dedicate five hours a week to it, or while I dedicate more than 50 hours to work, right? How can I have a strong marriage if I only see Chris for 30 minutes at a time twice a week, right? You get the point. So he totally agreed and I said, yeah, you're right. Like I can't do it. Like I have to take care of other things. I have to fill or leave enough room in my cup to fulfill all these other passions I have. But I want to talk about how uncomfortable it is saying no and how much anxiety I get once no is out there, right? Once once you've said no, it's sometimes it's not so hard saying no. It's what happens after the no and you're like, oh, should I have said no? Like, you know, sh- should I should I say, oh, I can do this instead? And, and maybe you can relate to me on this. And if you can, you know, it takes a long time to get it over. But like I said, I'll even find myself saying, no, I can't do this, but I can do X, Y, Z. Like, like to compromise in some form. However, at the end of the day, I still feel I've given in, right? And it's not that I don't want to give in, right? It's not that I don't want to help. It's more like for my own goals to be met, or for my own sanity, or for my own mental health, or for sometimes my own physical health, right? Like I can't always say yes, right? I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense in my head. And the more I started allowing myself to be uncomfortable and saying no over and over and over again, the more comfortable it became, right? I started to realize that it was a lot less anxiety provoking to just shut it down, what I knew I couldn't do, what I knew I couldn't take on instead of bending over backwards this way and that way and shifting everything in my life, disrupting my own schedule or maybe someone else's schedule, right? That depended on my schedule and needs and all possible mental health just to fill this one expectation with a job, with my friends or my family. And I mean, the family one, that's, that's, that's the hardest one for me. And I started to take this really big bird's eye view of my life. My goal is the people around me and the people, the tasks, the requests I was responding to. I realized that I felt like I was the only one breaking my back for this or changing seven seven things in my schedule for that to work or sacrificing my own comfort to someone else's benefit, right? At some point, 
in the best way possible, I learned to be selfish about what I needed first and foremost to have some stability. I couldn't go on being so consumed with making sure I did everything so-and-so wanted me to do, right? It would literally sometimes make me ill to just continuously pour into somebody else. I needed to make sure that my physical and mental health was in check first and foremost. So I, I started saying no to things that would, would compromise that, right? Then I had to get very serious about my goals and where else I wanted to take my life. I mentioned this before. You know, I absolutely love being PA. And now that I'm a couple years out, I enjoy it even more because those new grad years are so rough. But I never envisioned in my life, even when I was on the path to PA, becoming a PA, I never envisioned my life just being about being a PA. While I want to be a PA, and I I hope I continue to be a PA, right? I also want a family to be a blogger, to renovate and to decorate, to be an investor, to teach, and to leave room to figure out what else I want to do or how else I'd want to make money in life if we're talking about things in a career sense. How am I expected to see how I can reach that full potential of all these other avenues in my life if I'm only pouring into one part of my life vision all the time? The next thing I did was I started to say no without so much explanation. As a people pleaser, I sometimes feel it's required of me to give an explanation for why I can't stay longer or fly out to Vermont or or do this or that, right? Whatever it may be. Honestly, everyone has a reason for why they can't do something or why they can do something. And the reality is it's nobody's business if you can't. I still struggle with this so much because I like to emphasize my desire to do something like I wish I could, but, or I really want to, but, and that but, right, is basically blaming my inability to do something instead of owning that I have a people-pleasing tendency, right? So, for example, right, if I just say no, I feel like I'm a bitch and they'll probably hate me or be disappointed, but if I give a reason, maybe they'll understand. But then I realize that I don't ever think these thoughts when someone says they can't do something. When when I ask, right, I don't automatically jump to, oh, oh my gosh, they're, they're awful, right? So I can't expect that in return. The hardest part has been simply leaving my answer as no, or I'm unavailable, I'm sorry, or I can't make this work. But like I'm, I'm really working on this. It's so hard, but I've, I've kind of learned like I take it the hardest when I say no. I don't know if that makes sense, and I don't know if you relate to me on this. But the last chapter to this little part of people-pleasing episode here is, yes, while learning to say no is so important, also asking for what you need is really important as well. I would say this one and our last whole just say no thing are so equally tough for me, and I'm still working on both of these so much. But kind of just like I want to help people for their their convenience, it makes me so uncomfortable to ask for others to do something for me as if I'm placing an inconvenience on them. I remember when I was planning my bachelorette party, bridal shower, it was supposed to be the week that COVID really hit big in March in 2020. And so it actually ended up being canceled. But I remember saying, okay, well, I don't want everyone to have to travel or or too much or spend money or have to stay more than one night anywhere. Or I would think of like specific situations for every single person I invited and, and see what would work best for them or what weekend would work best for them. And I was like, okay, well, let's just combine them. And this isn't like a big deal by any means. Like I know so many people do this. So, you know, this isn't like any special circumstance, circumstance, but I was so consumed with making it easy for everyone else and concerned they wouldn't want to be there if I didn't make that compromise for them or if I didn't make it work the best situation for them when I truly wanted something else and I envisioned something else. 
Or another example would be inviting people to the wedding because so-and-so wanted them there when we didn't even really know those people or ever even meet those people, right? It's actually the first thing that I had actually said no to and then felt so guilty about. But something I realized is that no one will advocate for you more than you most times, right? And if you never ask for or share what you need, you will almost never get it. My approach now is take a deep breath and prepare a kind thought, a thought out answer, right? And sharing what I need and being okay if it doesn't work for somebody else. It means that if that means they can't attend an event because that doesn't work for them, then that's simply just the way it is. The people who want to be there will will be there for you and work to be there for you. The people who are understanding that you have a life too won't take it too harshly when you can't pick up their shift or make it to an event or travel for this family member or whatever it might be, right? And in most circumstances, right? I'm not talking about like extenuating circumstances or something like that. But we can also expect more from people when it comes to fulfilling our needs, right? Just in the way that we like to make it work for others that we care about when we can, We have to expect that others will reciprocate that when they can. But okay, I'm going off on tangents and I just want to keep this episode short and sweet. So I just want to recap everything we chatted about. So saying no is the new yes. Say no once a day per our guest Jimmy G from a few weeks ago. Set a vision for yourself and what goals you have for the future. Will saying yes to something today help you reach that goal you have for yourself? For example, if paying off debt is your biggest priority and you're asked to pick up shifts at work and you can, then say yes. And, and you want to, right? So then say yes all the way. I've been there. I'm still there. But if that doesn't align with a goal that's important to you right now, then say no. Remember, you always have to pour into your own yeses just as much as you pour into other people's yeses or other people's opportunities. Get comfortable with saying no. Realize how uncomfortable always saying yes can be, right? For me, it was super anxiety provoking. I was always thinking about, okay, well, I did this. And so what else do they need to be to do? Or how else can I please them? And it was just, it was an awful feeling. And now it's, it's almost in a way more comfortable to just say no and be, being okay with that and moving on. Learn to say no and leave it at that kindly and politely, of course, like I just said. Learn to ask for what you want. That's, again, something really hard and something I'm working on. And lastly, surround yourself with others who value both opportunities for saying yes, but also understand boundaries and are okay with the word no. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. That is all I have for you. I know this is a little bit of a different take, and I hope you enjoyed it. If if you relate, if you're a people pleaser, definitely DM me because I'm right there with you. If you love this episode, let me know. And if you have any good book recommendations or podcasts or resources on how to stop the people pleasing, definitely share it with me so I can share it with our listeners. But until next time, you guys, I hope you have a great, safe day.